Hello, everybody. How are you? This is Annette, your host of another invigorating, enlivening, inspiring episode of Living on the Edge. Are you ready for another episode? If you really, 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 really are really serious about turning your life around and living a life of love, living in love. And like I said, I promised you something a little bit special, some rocket fuel. Yeah. And roses. You know what roses are? Roses are heartfelt. They're loving. So I'm going to give you some rocket fuel and some roses so you can love, start to learn how to, or if you already are, continue loving on yourself. Because that's what self-esteem and self-worth is all about. It's an act of saying, I love you. I love you. The worst loneliness is not to be comfortable with yourself. Guess who said that? Not me. (laughs) Mark Twain. But I say that. I would agree with that. The worst loneliness is not to be comfortable with yourself and all its quirks. (laughs) What is it that you don't love about yourself? That you're not comfortable with? That you have to look at other people and kind of idolize them and look at them because you're not comfortable with you. I never understood. I I guess I never understood it. One thing I learned and I I grew, I grew to love myself. Self-love is self-care, self-care is self-love. This this, this particular episode is not gonna be a whole lot of uh, good feeling and hoo-ha-rah and And all that good feeling stuff and motivational, you know, let's get with it. Let's crush it. Let's do it. No, it's not. Those things, like I said, they work in the short run, but not the long run. You want some long-term goals about how to make your life better and how to become a better human being, a better person. And this is really pointing the finger at you. Nobody else. You're about to take, and in previous episodes... 100% responsibility for your actions and for your life. That's what this is about. It's not about anybody else's life. It's yours. And I said, you know, there was one, (laughs) I I, I had not, I, I shied away from doing this type of podcast. But I couldn't help but do it because I know I experienced such joy and freedom and liberation when I have a life like this and I live it and I wanted to celebrate that. So I'm celebrating that. It never came easy, but I'm celebrating what a wholesome, wholesome life I have. And I'm very happy with that. So, so wholesome that I started a series called the Wealth Building Series. And this is what, This is an extension of that series. It's my signature series. 
because it's wealth building. It's lasting wealth. It's the wealth that will last you a lifetime. It's wealth that pays dividends. Once you invest in it, will bring back a rate of return that will blow your mind. It will literally blow your mind. You'll be living on a natural, or shall I say a supernatural, natural high. You know, it replaces all those negative addictions that you have into something healthy, something positive, something worthwhile. Becoming an edge walker. Or if you're already living it, it's sweet, isn't it? Ah, you know, we have two choices in life, two roads, two paths, optimistic, pessimistic, love, fear, happiness, not happiness, <laughs> mediocrity, or greatness. Those are all choices we choose every single day. You get to choose it today. You get to choose it every day. Every moment you're alive, you get to choose it. There are a couple of common fears that keep us from accepting ourselves. Fear. I don't like that word. That's what this is about. I, you know, when, when, when you reside and live in love, everything is love, you know, it is. But these are the things that fear tells you about yourself. If I accept myself, I will keep doing negative things. Now, how contradictory is that? Because if you are loving yourself and accepting yourself, You'll always be doing positive things. Often people with this fear believe that accepting oneself, letting oneself off the hook and not being accountable to any standard. They believe that to manage your negative behavior or to hold themselves accountable, you must be harsh, angry, and shameful with yourself. So when you think like that when you figure in your mind if you accept yourself you will keep doing negative things that's the way that you're thinking you may also say things like that like like if I accept myself I'll eat a whole tub of ice cream in one sitting I'll keep yelling at my kids I'll stay stuck in my addicting habits overeating smoking anger resentment, porn, you know, the list goes on. And if you struggle with this fear, know that when you withhold love from yourself, you aren't doing yourself any good. You're literally hanging yourself. You aren't keeping yourself from doing what you don't want to do. The reason for this is that all negative emotions, anger, guilt, shame, etc., produce negative results. If you are filled with this negativity towards yourself, it will overflow in your life and you will keep doing all the things for which you are berating yourself for. 
Love drives out fear, anger, guilt, shame, resentment. Love will lead you to victory in all areas of your life that you struggle with. It does. My goodness, it does. That's the journey. That's the journey to be on. The journey of loving yourself. Because you know what my journey was about? My journey is still about, always will be about. It's about love me loving me. I have come across people who live in fear. And that might be you right now. Like I said, this is not going to be a cushy cushy. I'm making you aware of what it does to other people. That's why I'm doing this. When I, when I have had to experience people that live out of fear, it's not a direct, sometimes a direct, an indirect path on my, on my life. I'll tell you what it does when you don't get your act together. It makes me aware of you. That's why I do this. That's why I do this show. That's why I felt compelled to act because I was, I, I was, I, I got kind of, you know, really tired of hearing that. Where is that anger, resentment coming from? Well, it's aimed at whomever is in the way of the bullet, the stray bullet. So I have to deal with people like that. I've had to. But I live in love. I choose love over fear. There's two paths, love, fear. And I see what fear does to you, but I also will not allow you who resides in anger, fear, guilt, overeating, all that negative stuff to get in the way of my life, my life, my world. I will, I will not like I'll say, I say, I said it before, I'll check you. I'll be myself because me being myself will mean exactly that. I'm the total opposite. I don't need to identify with you. I don't need to be empathetic towards you. And if I am loving my fellow man, which I am doing by doing the show, I am loving you by sharing this with you. And sharing with you what this does, not only to you, but what it does to those around you. I've had to deal with people who have been nothing but fearful and they act out of anger. And then they're, you know, I'm trying to do business and I see all the anger and emotions come out. And I am saying, where the heck is this coming from? You know what it does? I have to get away refocus, step back, and deal with it. So how does one who resides in love deal with someone who lives in fear? I'm not gonna change. I will not allow anyone to treat me unkindly, disrespectfully, or any other matter. I don't care who you are. I will tell you that. 
So when you're smoking and porning and, and anger and overeating and doing all these things, acts out of not loving yourself, and you come across my path, and unfortunately I have to meet you, mm -mm. I will tell you about yourself. I will tell you you need to love yourself. You need to get on something higher. You need to believe in the God, in God who has created you. I would say that to you. Because you can, you know, you, you hear this so many times over and over and over again, right? If you truly believe that there is a higher power, that there is a God, you will surely, you know, he's of love. You don't live in fear. You don't, you don't keep doing this, 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 all these different things over and over again. But unfortunately, like I said, I have had to come across this. And I said, what is the problem with you? You truly don't believe in yourself. You truly don't love yourself. And what is so hard about that? Are you that angry about life and people and yourself that you damage other people's lives? You're willing to just let your life go downhill because you don't care? And you're willing to take down as many people as you can with your life? All these different types of fearful things, addictions and things, they're all out of fear. There's no love there. Fear number two, if I accept myself, I will stop doing positive things. <clears throat> uh, trust me, you won't. <laughs> In fact, that's when you will start. Often people with this fear believe that accepting oneself means settling for mediocrity. In fact, it's the opposite. Similar to those with the first fear, they believe that to achieve greatness, they must be harsh with themselves. You contradict yourself. They may think things like, if I accept myself, I will stop working out. I'll stop trying to be the best person I can be. I will stop growing and learning. I will stop growing my business. I will stop being a good person, a decent and kind human being. If you struggle with this fear, because it's a fear, it's a lie, know that the true love for yourself will seek the best for you in the long term, not the short term. Self-honor propels growth much more than self-hatred ever could. Here's another fear. If I change myself, if I begin to love and accept myself, others won't like me. Others will see the difference in me and they will distance themselves from me or should I say you will distance yourself, you will be distanced from them. And they will not accept me once I begin to love myself. Well, have you taken a look at my website I shared with you out of one of my favorite books from, from Marcia Sinatar, Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow. 
Once you accept yourself, you're not going to have a lot of people liking you and befriending you. In fact, those that are live, living out of fear will not like you and accept you because they will see a different you. A loving you. And since they don't accept themselves already, you're starting to move out of that and to take a life and take a step towards greatness. And once you take that step, it's a lifelong journey. But you love it. <laughs> it's beautiful up here. <laughs> right here on planet Earth. A natural, like I said, a supernatural natural high, a natural supernatural high, however you want to put it. But you're creating your love, your love and acceptance of yourself. You'll find that. You'll start getting that when people don't like you. They'll see, uh, uh. they'll start, I, oh, yes. And that's when all the anger and the junk and the stuff comes out. It'll come out from other people, but it'll also come out of you. So I had to deal with those kind of things. Those three, those, those things. But I said, I could not care less if others didn't accept me once I accepted myself in love. I didn't care what they thought. And I still don't. That's the agreement I kept to myself. <clears throat> I, I still don't. Why should I? The moment that I, I, I think or I feel or I do or I act differently than other than in love, then there's a problem and I have to fix that. I, like I said, I've struggled with these fears. I've also seen great victory, but I've also worked through them. Like I said, I shared with you in the last episode that sometimes I, I used to have this, 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 not really fear, but well, I don't, I don't even like to call it fear <laughs> about, um, well, there was, let me say there was an example when I was in college. Let me, let me, let me give an example there about how people I did, I was doing um, a speech in college and I did a speech and people, people were starting to uh, make fun of me because I didn't do it quite well. I was nervous. I was scared. I didn't know, you know, I, I was scared a little bit because, you know, you, you know, kind of speaking, you know, I felt uneasy. And so they were looking at me and laughing at me and stuff like that. And yeah, I took it. I, I, I kind of took it and I said, yeah, you know, okay, you know. But it was so lovely of that day, as it turns out, that my professor said, you know what, I see how, what they're doing, I, I, you know, but this is what I want you to do. I want you to come back, and I want you to do that very same speech again. Get over that fear. That's what he taught me. Get over that fear and love yourself and love the way, love what you were doing. I was doing a speech, it was a Dr. Martin Luther King speech. 
I got over that because I believed in what he was talking about, which was love. So I did the speech again and hell yeah, I nailed it. And I got an A, <laughs> but it, but if that professor, and I know who his name is, Professor Morningstar, I don't know where he is now, but he was the one. That's an example of something I struggled with, accepting myself, yes. And knowing that I would have to face different types of situations in life, yes. But what came through was that love. Believing in myself, believing in what I was doing. And when he told me to come back and you do that again, not only did he love me, he was giving me tough love, but I thank God for that moment in my life. And that was a positive moment though in the history and the annals of my life. <laughs> it was my spe it was speech teacher, yeah. But that's what he told me to do. Come back and do that again. And this time. This time, do it differently. And when he said that, somehow I was empowered at that moment. I went back. I went, you know, I looked at myself. I looked at what the speech was about, like I said, which was about love. And I was sharing about a man who was love, who talked about loving each other, loving ourselves, being better human beings for a better world. But I came back, like I said, I watched them laugh at me. I watched them make fun of me. But my professor, he said, come back, come back and do that again. And when I do that, I had so much gumption inside of me <laughs> I had so much oomph inside of me because I trusted myself. I loved myself. I said, I said to myself, I don't remember the words I said to myself, but I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to come back and do this because he said so, come back and do it. He believed in me in that moment. He believed I could, I could do this and I could do this, do this and, and do it really well. He knew, he believed in me. He knew what I was trying to say. He understood why I was doing it. You talk about somebody who was a little bit active. <laughs> and I, and I, and I, I did it. Because even then, and even now, a lot hasn't changed. A lot hasn't changed. That's why I'm doing this podcast. That is why. Is to make you aware. Us aware. Of this thing called life and how. How it somehow. It does. It does. We're connected in some way. as human beings. 
and we can become better. If we chose to. It's kind of ironic, not really though, that I'm doing a podcast when I had my, uh, you know, that was one of the things I was going to do in life. I was always going to be a great speech person, a speaker, not, not like, you know, not, not, not an orator, <laughs> but in my own way, this is me owning my life. And so that's why I've been doing a podcast. I'm owning my life, my version of my life. Not doing it any other way, somebody else's way, mine. But I knew then that I would be some kind of speaker doing something. And then years later, I'm doing a podcast. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you just, you do. You know, you get a glimpse before you actually, you know, live it. Like Marsha Senator says, the dream comes along with you. It's always, it was always intended for me to be this. That was a glimpse of it then. That's why it's so important that when you get glimpses of things in your life or who you can be or what you can be, you get those moments in life, whether it's from a book, whether it's from nature, whether it's from somebody coming up to you and saying something to you. Those are moments that you are to do something with. You are to listen with. That is the love of the the love of the God that maybe you don't see inside of you, but that is there. Those are glimpses of the universe speaking to you in many different ways and many different facets, telling you, "This is what. This is you. This this is you. Not you here, but this is you in the future." How can I forget a, 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 a speech teacher who taught me to, to better speak? Because I always had an articulate voice. I've always been told I do. And I would be speaking. I knew that. And my voice is like this. But I did it. You know, you kind of like you go through life and then you discover your right livelihood and discover where you fit, where you belong. Ooh, podcast fits, perfe it fits perfectly. <laughs> it fits. So those very things that that people saw in me, I saw in myself. So here I am doing this podcast in front of a million plus people or millions of people, not plus people, millions of people. <laughs> and I'm loving it. I have not, I'm not shying away from it. I'm having a ball. I'm not holding anything back because you see, I've accepted myself a long time ago and I'm not shy about sharing with you my life and my experiences, my pitfalls, my mistakes, my vulnerability. I don't have a problem with that. In fact, if I don't do that, I wouldn't be doing you any good by pretending to be somebody I'm not, which I am not. In fact, you can look up my college. No, I'm not going to give you that to look it up. No. <laughs> Take my word for it. I went to college. Okay. <laughs> and my speech teacher told me that. Yeah. 
And I also had another teacher that told me, you are so intelligent. You can teach. Everybody was, is speech, teach, teach. Very intelligent person. And I said, well, thank you. But now what am I going to do with all that? Well, God gave that to me. I felt strange. You know, so that's, that's the thing. I felt at times, well, I'm a bit strange. At times, I felt like, oh, I was out of, um, I was out of step with a lot of people, which I was. But that wasn't a bad thing. That's called greatness. Being different is not a bad thing. What's even worse is when you get people to like you and be like you and you want them to be like you and accept you. And sometimes you feel that accepting <clears throat> when people don't accept you, it's the worst thing in the world, you know? That when people don't accept you for being who you truly are, and then you kind of, you know, oh, I want to be like them. I want to be in the crowd. I'm part of the crowd. And then you, 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 you go with that because you don't, you're fearful of accepting yourself. You want them to like you. You want them to accept you. You want that more than anything. But you see, I didn't want that. I dealt with being by myself a lot. And when they made fun of me, and when they laughed at me, and, and when, when different things were said of me, it, somehow, God still loved me. And I loved myself. And I struggled with that, yes. But those are moments of victory for me. Because the world is unkind. Yes, people are unkind. And like I said, I've met many people like that. They're unkind. But the whole thing is, once you develop a foundation of self-worth, it's like a tree that, that grows over time to become such a, a mass of a tree, a big humongous tree that nobody can chop it down because it's already been built. It's too strong. So I don't mind sharing with you and going back in the past a little. Positive, this is positive past though. As one of my mentors always told me, that's what you celebrate, your positive past. And it is in those moments in college that I began to, 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 to really realize what am I on this planet to do? Well, it didn't happen until many years later. Okay. You are at the height of nature. You know, you could have born to be a rock, a grasshopper, a tree, or something innate traveling through space. You could have been nothing, absolutely nothing, but you're a human being. Out of over a trillion different compositions on this planet and an incomprehensible number of compositions in the universe, you exist. You're processing this, seeing this, you're thinking this, you're feeling this, you're loving this. 
In this very moment, you are breathing. Your heart is beating. That alone is a powerful miracle to ponder. Just think. Think about this. Here I am, somehow living, breathing, thinking, and typing across land and time. There you are, sharing in these words and ideas. Ultimately, we didn't control how our own existence happened for us. How you are breathing when you are and how I am breathing where I am. Yet here we are, the very glory of nature. If you allow yourself to recognize this wonder and beauty, there will suddenly be an inspiration in life unfolding within you. You'll want to respond. You'll want to make the most of it. You'll no longer want to take it for granted. Trust me, you won't. This life is your single chance. You've already beat all of nature to get to this moment. So maybe it's time to stop regretting. Maybe it's time to start living. Maybe it's time to stop worrying about how others want you to live your life and start envisioning your life and how you want to create your life. You are valuable regardless of what you are, what you have, and what you do. You are valuable because you are here. You're here. Because you simply exist. And there is already greatness inside of you. It's, it's clamoring to come out. Let me take it a step further because I think I will. I think I already touched on this. For those of you who believe in God, you know, it's difficult for some of us to believe in God because we look at circum outside circumstances and blame. We blame, we blame, we blame, we blame. Can you truly believe that God loves you? If you truly believe that he loves you, then why are you in this cycle of constant blaming yourself inwardly and thus blaming him outwardly? Why are you doing that? You are ridiculous, ridiculously, and I say that with ridiculously afraid to view yourself as a positive in a positive light. Why is that so difficult? You believe that God loves you. You may even believe that, but then you're, you're, you hate your shortcomings. So you look at yourself, you say to yourself, well, I, I know that you, I know that God loves me, but you live out a life that's totally contradictory. And you think that having self-esteem and having a self-worth is a slap in God's face? Wow, that makes no sense.
And this is why it causes you to align yourself with God through behavior while strongly rejecting yourself as a person. This is not living a life of uh, faith. This is living a life of contradiction. You're contradicting yourself. So here you are saying that yes, you believe in God, but if you truly believed in him, yet you hate yourself, you hate your shortcomings, you hate things about you, you live in anger and hate and frustration and all these negative things. And then you have the audacity to believe that when you start living a life of greatness and possibilities and goodness and kindness and love of yourself, then you start to say, wait a minute. That's, you know, <laughs> it, it makes no sense to me. So you think that having self-esteem is contradictory to God's love. Now, that can't be. It cannot be. It's just like hot water is different from cold water. It cannot be. It's a contradiction. <laughs> it's like you can't say one thing and, do, well, see, that's the whole point. When you say one thing, you believe one thing, but you do another. Contradiction. That's why division happens within yourself. And then you become this person of anger and, and, you're, and all these other things that you, it, come, it comes out of you. Anger, hate, destruction, unlovingness. It's contradicting. Like I said, if God is love and you believe that God exists, then why in the world are you living contradictory to that? Because self-love, you are entrusted. God has entrusted us with ourselves. And if he's entrusted us with ourselves, what does that say? That's an expression of his love. So he sees love in you. So he's telling you, as I see you, as I, you, I love you, love yourself. As I love you, love yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Everyone knows the golden rule, right? If you have any doubts of what loving yourself looks, looks like, Consider that. The chapter on love in 1 Corinthians 13, which lists that love is this. Love is patient. It's kind. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. It rejoices in truth. It always protects, trusts, hopes, perseveres.
love never fails. Question. Are you patient with yourself? Are you kind with yourself? Do you believe and hope good things for yourself? Do you graciously endure your shortcomings? Don't deny that they exist. Accept yourself, accept yourself. And it's shortcomings, the, the, the ones that, you, that, that we all have. Do you rejoice in the truth of where you are, even if it isn't perfect? Do you protect yourself with necessary boundaries? Do you trust yourself as a wealth of wisdom and knowledge? You within yourself have a wealth of knowledge. Do you always hold great hope for yourself and your future? Do you persevere in your growth process? always pressing towards your edge. Do you? Remember, love, not shame, guilt, or fear, begets the renewing of the mind and life. It's love. Oh. <laughs> Read that love chapter. Corinthians 1, chapter 13. That's what love is. And that's the kind of love you're supposed to have for yourself. God has that love for us, but you have to have that love for yourself. Are you patient with yourself? Are you kind? Do you bear all things? Do you endure your life? Do you believe in yourself and the things that you're doing? Do you believe in yourself? Do you hope better things for yourself? Do you persevere through whatever things you have to persevere through? Do you rejoice when you have victorious moments in your life? And do you protect and guard yourself, your mind, your life? Do you trust yourself because that's what love is the great paradox I am nothing and I am everything at the same time it's incredibly popular to approach humility as inadequacy and unworthiness and confidence as arrogance When you have self-worth and believe in yourself and you live it out, people look at that as being arrogant. No, that's not arrogant. That's Bragging is not arrogant about yourself. When you're bragging about the things that you've accomplished in your life and you feel good about the mountains that you've climbed and, and the goals that you've achieved, that's not arrogance. Yet, that is the paradox. 
Yet, we sometimes tone it down and play small. But that doesn't serve us. Your greatness is bursting at the seams at the core of who you are. It wants to come out. <laughs> Don't hold it back. You know, this is why I will always brag, yes, that's who I am, that's what I do. Yes, I love my, I'm sharing with you my greatness. And I'm not gonna keep it low key. I'm gonna brag about it, shout about it. I'm victorious about it. And I am confident in myself. The, the whole, when you put yourself and you, you start to diminish your light by thinking that humility, this thing that you have to downplay yourself because you don't, you don't, you don't want to upstage anybody else. You don't want them to, you know, feel bad. Why should you, why, why is that a concern when you are on your road to living on the edge and why should you live in a way that diminishes your self-worth? You ought to be celebrating that, celebrating that every single day of your life. Every single day. I tell this to myself and I'm sharing it with, I'm telling this to myself. And that celebrated every single day of your life while you're on this earth. Because you only get one chance at life. So celebrate it. And that, I will tell you one thing, honey. I have greatness bursting at the seams every single day. And I am not going to hold it back for you or for anyone else. Because I'm not living for somebody else's expectations. It's mine. It's mine. And that's why to diminish that because you want to downplay it is a paradox to your greatness. Great joy and personal power is created only when that happens. <laughs> you're open, you're, you're living with the open mind, you're open to learning different perspectives, different things, um, admitting to not understanding everything, but full of grace for others' realities. And truly confident, you're aware of your greatness, connected to your essence and embracing your infinite abilities. They're all the same at the same time. So you're able to, you're able to, to, to give to yourself to yourself and to others. You're able to express yourself and able to receive others. You're open to learning and learning different perspectives from other people. Um, you know, being open-minded, that's what humility is about. You don't know it all. We can all learn from each other. And at the same time, we're aware of other people, we can be aware of ourselves. We can be aware of our greatness. That's why when I look at other people and they're not walking in their edge, I'm aware of myself, but I'm aware of them too. And I can say of them, I, you know, that you, it's not my job to get you to live to the edge, to find your greatness. That's your job to do. But the love that's inside of me will say, I hope you do one day. Because I love you.
because it's connected. Your world, the world, it's connected. We're connected to the outside things like the planet. Earth Month was, I believe, last month, but Earth Month, Earth Day should be every day. So when we are truly aware of who we are, that's being confident in ourselves, connected to your essence. That's what I like about Beyonce when when she did that movie, Black is King, and she talked about your essence and embracing your infinite abilities all at the same time. So being humble is not being a stepping stone. It's not stepping on your on who you are, not stepping all over yourself. That's not being humble just for the sake of having somebody else be praised. Praise yourself. Praise who you are. Accept yourself. Love on yourself. Embrace your greatness. Embrace who you are, your authentic self. Don't shy away from it. See, if I shied away, see, if I had shied away from that, that my professors, both of them told me, that is my greatness. That is my greatness. To speak, to talk. Morning star. Professor Morningstar in college. That was a glimpse. See, Dr. Martin Luther King at that time was greatness. I was touching greatness when I did that speech. I know everybody looks at bigger people. You know, they look at, you know, a lot of of people, a lot of us look at stories about celebrities and, and big name people and all these different things. Well, I'm not that. I'm just an ordinary person. Doing, living an extraordinary life. And I went to college in Florida, in Orlando. But it is that moment, it doesn't matter where you live because God will impress upon you your, your gifts. He'll impress upon you, who you what you're supposed to be. You'll touch greatness at many points in your life like this podcast. I am humbled to be here. I am. For me to be able to share this, I've had to come through some things in my life. But I'm sharing with you my life in hopes that you will make a choice to really see yourself in my story and begin to walk on the edge. Accept both your light and your dark because they do coexist. They exist. We tend to suppress the inner darkness. We try to keep it hidden in secret. But, but in certain ways, we lash out and we live it out. Don't suppress that. Those are two things going on at the same time. Light and darkness exist in all of us. You have to let it out. Acknowledge it and deal with it. It causes intense shame when we return to our dark over and over again. It also messes with our heads because we believe we have to be one or the other 
But we don't have to choose between the two. We need to accept that we are currently both. We both fail and succeed. We are giving and we are selfish. We have moments of intense love and moments of intense intense anger or hate. We do, we all do. That's just the way it is. That's called being human. Life isn't as simplistic as black and white. It's a struggle in gray. We're in a growth process. We do things we don't want to do, and there is a constant choice and struggle between our dark and our light. This is reality. And sometimes we don't make the perfect choice. And when that happens, the worst response to it keeps hidden and secret instead of owning up to it and admitting that we do have a problem with that issue. When we keep it hidden, it comes up because, again, these two things are coexisting within us. But when you keep it hidden, when you don't deal with it, you cannot change what you don't acknowledge. It continues over and over and over and over again. That's the problem. And then that weakens our view of ourself. It tears us apart. We have schisms in our mind, our body, our soul, and our spirit. And it causes all these limited beliefs to come out of nowhere. Self, the low self-esteem issues start to creep up. But that's the problem when you don't deal with it. When you embrace your honesty and your vulnerability about your darkness, whatever it might be, it is no longer dark. The unexamined life is not worth living. You're open and transparent about it all. You're exposing it to the light. This is immediate, This immediately, you know what that does? It discredits your personal attack on your own self-worth. Being honest is incredibly powerful. So why are you lying? Why are all these chasms in your life, these hidden secrets that you have hidden, expose it? Because it's only then that you will see that the true enemy was the fact that you didn't address these issues. And as long as you can keep those things hidden, The God of light cannot shed love and light on that because you're not accepting yourself in love. You're not perfect. And once you open up these areas and be honest, and that is the reason why a lot of things happen. I want, let me tell you something. My life has been so a lot of different things but it's certainly an exposition (laughs) exposing I love my life my paradigm being shifted when it needs to be I like my life to be examined expose me for who I really am 
And that's what happens when you hide these things. I said, I said in one of my earlier episodes that um, he who knows himself and knows his enemy is victorious. Sun Tzu. So when you know yourself, no, let's put it this way. Know yourself, know your shortcomings, know all those things, accept those things. Loving yourself helps you to deal with those issues and accept those things, but change those things. Acknowledge, not accept, acknowledge that. And when you're vulnerable like that, it's no longer dark. And instead of being defensive, you're open up to becoming whole. You're open to solutions. You're able to create the life that you want. Without an open acknowledgement of your darkness, it remains hidden where it will not be addressed, modified, or battled with true courage and love. You stop identifying yourself as extremes. And that's another big thing. You stop doing that, fully light or fully dark. You have to be humble enough to accept that you don't have it all figured out and have the courage to admit your great worth. As I said, this is a journey. When you're becoming the person that you were created to be and getting the life that you deserve, I took this journey. I understand it. I understand it extremely well. If I was not true to my... That's the reason why when you aren't... This is the reason why I know the calling of my life has been the calling of my life. And though at times I shied away... But when I started doing this podcast, I said there was more to this. It was a greater thing on my life. But then I can go to those points in time where the universe spoke to me and I saw glimpses of my greatness in places and people and environments. I connected with greatness. People saw in me something. I saw, they saw glimpses of greatness. Even when I went to church buildings, greatness and I could connect with it because I was hearing great it was speaking to me greatness greatness <clears throat> so I cannot settle for anything less than living this way you are in a process our culture puts a lot on arriving at a destination I remember one thing that Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Gil Gilbert said, and you'll notice this is my cover on my podcast. She did say something to the effect that, um, I, for, I, I kind of, gonna, I'm gonna paraphrase it with she, the way that she said it, that we are not, if you tell me that the journey is about arriving at a destination, or tell me that is not what it's about. It's not that you, you've arrived. It's immediately, your whole immediately is gonna happen, no. You don't arrive at it immediately. 
it takes some time. But our culture, society, puts a lot on this, hey, arrived, you've done, you're done, you're done. But that's not, when it comes to this, the growth of yourself and taking this journey of your life and, and living on the edge and coming to that edge of your life, it's a process. You never arrive. As long as you're living on this planet, you never fully arrive. You can do it perfectly, it's perfectly to a degree, but you never arrived. It doesn't have an end. Albert Einstein has a quote that said um, that, that we are supposed to be lifelong learners. It's a journey of continual change. What the challenges look and feel like will change. The strategy and tactics will change. But the challenge of loving, giving, evolving, and creating? <laughs> I'll tell you right now, it never stops. It's a challenge. I'll take a break for a moment. It never stops. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> you know, you know, it, the thing is, purpose is dynamic. That's the thing about purpose. It, it, it's dynamic. It changes. My purpose has changed over time. So you see, I face different challenges of loving, giving, evolving, and creating. Purpose. It's dynamic. So when you live a life on purpose and living on the edge, it's always going to be changing. I remember when I started out doing a podcast, I had to, first of all, learn it, adjust to it. I had to have my speech, okay. It took time. And then I had to put my, my, my foot in it, as I call it, and learn the business of podcasting. It was a challenge, <laughs> but I loved it. I did. I knew what I was doing is what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. And now all of this is coming out. It never stops. You know, it might seem disheartening, but it never stops. But my hope for you is to let it be absolutely beautiful and freeing. Let it be a journey. Every time there's change, I have somebody telling me, enjoy the journey. <laughs> when you embrace it, you realize that you don't have to wait for the perfect life. You don't have to wait for the perfect life. You can live it now. Because you're alive and ever growing. You see how miraculous it is to be human, tasting deeply of the highs and the lows that stops and starts, the sweet metamorphosis of your life. So stop hoping for an arrival. Stop waiting to become perfect. 
Stop saying one day I'll do this and that when I have this or that, when I have this, this comes along. Choose to love, to give, to grow however you can and whatever you are in, in, in your journey. Everybody's journey is different. But even if you don't feel ready, the journey is new. With each step, instead of judging yourself by an imagined destination someday in the great by and by, judge yourself by how far you've come and, and by what you've learned about yourself. Measure yourself by yourself, not by anybody else. Measure yourself by yourself. Always look at where you've come from to where you are today. That's why I go back. Speech, a speech in college. Look at where I'm at today. <laughs> the professor, the, 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 the ones that taught me about, you know, being that, um, I could teach the class because I'm so smart. And I taught myself this stuff that I've learned. I've educated myself. I'm self-educated. So all of this, these are all really good things. I didn't always have it together. <laughs> I, you know, I said, I, there were many times I said, I can't I'll forget this. I got to do what? And I made a whole lot of mistakes. That's part of it. But I always got back up. I always got back up. So give yourself that grace for yourself. Be patient with yourself. Have grace for not arriving. Grace to realize that you are who you are. Grace to realize that you are who you are and desire to be. Okay. <laughs> I think I went over a little bit on this one. But I think you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tie this one up next time. I'm going to finish this up. I have to. So I'm going to end this. I went over a little bit more than I wanted to. So next time, I'm going to finish up on the impact of false stories. I should have kind of went back a little bit. So the impact of false stories, stories that you hear, the perceptions, these misperceptions I call them, and then you make them your reality, they're false. So next time, another episode, another time. There's going to be some more, so I'm going to finish up. So uh, next time. Matter of fact, this is the month of May, so we're on Mondays. So what is it? May has five Mondays? So five Mondays. So next time, check out my website at uh, www.digitalvibenetwork.com. Um, you can do so many things there. Read, subscribe. Uh, let's see what else can you do on my site. Um, sponsor the show, buy some merch, all of it. So, um, but I'm here to benefit you as well as myself. You remember, um, love thy neighbor as thyself. 
next time. See you.